0: Hey guys, this is Joda. Thank you for checking out the bomb pot. It really means the most to me trying to get this off the ground has been some hard work, but thank you for listening and thank you for helping me try to get it done. I really, really appreciate you. Now, if you want to contribute to us, very simple on anchor.com, you're allowed to contribute to us. Give us some kudos. Give us some bling bling. If you know what I mean. Finally, we've made it to every, mostly every podcast uh, distributor. on Spotify counts. Apple Podcasts, you name it, Google Podcasts, we're there. So big shout out to everybody and all the support. I want to give a shout out to everybody who's listened, every guest that I've had. And if you want to be a guest on our show of course you can just hit me up and we can work it out we can chop it out at the end of the day the bomb pod wants to know what you're about and wants to know what's the best about you so without further ado let's get kick it to my next guest you guys already know what to do the bomb pod baby hosted by joda let's go boys gg boys let's go and we're in on this next episode of the bomb pod guys i'm super excited super duper excited but before we get to that excitement We're going to talk about the Demigod Collective YouTube vlog series, Demigod Diaries. Now, look, it's not called Demigod Diaries. hours was EP. I made a mistake. We need to stop putting things with D. It's Demigod Discipline, Armando. It's (laughs) Demigod Discipline. Uh, Tuesday at 8 p.m., we have a challenge. Q needs to sing this song emotionally and provocatively, or he's going to get an ass kicking from Vesper and I. So it behooves him to do it right, because he'll be embarrassing us in front of all of our friends and... The reason I'm saying this now is because this podcast will be on air tomorrow morning. So then we got Discipline on YouTube. So I want to give a shout out to my guest. I'll let him introduce himself. This has definitely been one on my list. I made a list of guests I would love to have on. He doesn't know why he's on. But this is an important person in my life. And I want him to introduce himself. Well, you're way too nice, bro. Uh,
1: (laughs) Thanks thanks for getting me here. Uh, um, My name's Armando. uh, A drummer. I, I, I used to... Play with JP way back in the day. That's um, true. Like when we were just youngins. A lot of a lot of uh, experimenting and learning. I think we, we we did together musically when we were when we were young. So it's it's good to be back here to talk to you, it, man.
0: It's so cool. Um, I remember how I met you, and I'll never forget because we've always lived pretty much this close. Really, I don't. How did yeah. we meet? John introduced me to you, and he referenced something about you liking Rush. I was like, all right, just go over. <laughs> <laughs> and. What I've gotten out of you has always been, I'm like, I found somebody who's a mental equal who gets it and who gets that, like, things take hard work and things takes effort to do. Even before you went to college, you knew what you wanted to do. You've always known what you wanted to achieve. And quite honestly, I'm not surprised that you're at where you're at. I think that's what your body of work is. And I just I'm so thankful just to have you as a friend to see you go through all. Well, oh, man, things.
1: thanks. I, I mean, it's it is it is a lot of like. I, you're right. It's it's a lot of hard work and all that. But I th- I think definitely I'm lucky to be. I, I got lucky to be surrounded by a, like a great group of musicians and people and and like-minded people because you need you can't do anything by, by yourself in this and this kind of thing. So, in combination with all these people, I've been lucky. You know, I got placed in like a a band when I was younger artificial that kind of like helped me bust my chops and learn and learn a bunch of things like these are all lucky things to me I mean yeah I prepared myself with hard work to, to be ready for the yeah. occasion but it's a lot of luck too though <laughs> and by the way that's why I always gravitate to y'all because y'all always had the same energy John
0: Goose you know the, the whole Verticoli crew that energy is I feed off that I so. as, uh, as seeing you become more accomplished I notice more two things one is selfish, and one is like more of just like me growing. Is that when you catch a person in life where they they are so manifest destiny like, where they're like this is just what I have to do. It's very attractive because you know that if you're also ambitious as well like that, you're not crazy. Which I guess kind of plagues young people a lot when they're overly ambitious. Like even when we were, uh, you know, doing the Veracolli stuff together. I, I could definitely say my way of talking hasn't changed. Maybe the approach has, but like the, what I envisioned for music has generally always been the same. And a lot of the times when dealing with other musicians, I've always said as my personal motto, I hate musicians. <laughs> right. Yeah. totally. Constantly, because it just takes so much more to get the final product out than what's going on into in your individual hands and seeing you more from, Doing paradigms on each limb, basically. If you don't know what that is, just look it up on the internet. You guys can pause and look it up. I don't know how to explain it either. But seeing you do that, to seeing you at where you're at now, it's just, just growth. And it's it's so refreshing to see that you're in the game and you're embracing it whole.
1: Thanks, man. I um you're right about that actually. It's like what we were talking about just a second ago before we before we turned the mics on. It was it's like looking at things from a more macro view, from a more what it feels like kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I will say, just a little caveat, is like, at least as an instrumentalist, I can only speak from, from what I do, right? For at least an instrumentalist, like those kind of things are still very important, especially if you're in the beginning of of learning. Because when you do, when you learn all those things, then it makes it easier to, when you're like, okay, I want to make it feel like this. When you have all those tools that you worked on, all those paradiddles on your hands (laughs) and and all these little things like then it's so much easier to get to that vibe instead
0: of like climbing a giant mountain to try to get to the feel do you and seeing you work in so many projects which i'll let you elaborate on um i feel that there's a when people approach you they have a level of calmness knowing what you're going to bring to the table is there any nervous or nerves on your end when someone approaches you because i'm sure they know what you do and they want you to fulfill something. How do you feel when someone approaches you for work?
1: Man, uh, it's funny you said. That. I, I'm never. I'm never really nervous. Just because. I guess. Just because I've been doing it for a, a while now. I guess maybe I, I don't really know why I'm not nervous. I just. I like playing drums, and I know what I bring to the table. So, and if they're calling me, they know what I do as well. So, there's a certain level of like, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But it brings up a funny story because there's one time I was nervous, okay. which is which is not the time you would expect. It's it's it wasn't a big gig or nothing. In fact, it was my friend who plays at this black gospel church, mm-hmm. and he was out of town, so he asked me to fill in. And I am no, I see where this is. I going. am no gospel drummer, bro. I am no gospel <laughs> drummer. I can play a lot of things, but gospel drumming is not really my thing. I can fake it, but when you're in a gospel church, there ain't no faking it. You know what I mean? So, I got in there. Not to mention, it's me and my boy, Andres. You know Andres? Ferret, from, yeah. Oh, I love so him, love him. They, they already call him, uh, what do they call him? They call him like uh, uh, Mr. For him. Snowflake or something. He We're plays in two? a
0: Baptist church. Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. I love it. Well, actually, not anymore,
1: great. but he did it for a long time. <laughs> now he's now he's at some church down in, in Homestead or something. But he was there. At least he was there, thank God, because I would have shit my pants otherwise. No, yeah. oh, can I
0: curse on here? Of course. You can I do whatever could. you want. But if you didn't know, the bomb pod stands for Back on My Bullshit. Oh, there we so go. So it's whatever you want it to be. Back on my bullshit. I like that.
1: <laughs> I love that. Actually,
0: that's great. So you're you're the you're the. Are you telling me you're the you're the only white guy on stage for this gospel? Band? And Andres, thank oh. the Lord. So the so the so the not the base mention, of the rhythm section is pure white.
1: I'm not musically prepared, and they don't know how to communicate music either because they learn all this shit like just church, like st- yeah. you know, the little community. So like I didn't even understand the rehearsal thing. I was shaking in my boots, dude, for that for that gig. I literally told him, just like, I don't even know if I want to do that again. That was terrifying. <laughs> really? I mean, at the time. Yeah. I, obviously, it was really fun. And everybody was so nice there. So it's not like that, you know. It wasn't like people staring me down, like on a corporate gig or something. like Yeah. That. Anyways, that was a long-winded story. But that's the
0: point. That's the only time I really got nervous. Otherwise, I'm just looking to have fun, bro. <laughs> do you feel that? <laughs> I just just the, the thought of both of you in a full Gospel Sunday stage already... It's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's super hilarious. Um, But you've always just taken such concentration. One of my... I mean, we've hung out a lot. We've we've done a lot of stuff. But one of my favorite interactions with you has always been when you got that ride symbol that was super dead.
1: Oh, yeah. The the raw ride back in the day. I remember that. I I sold that one.
0: You were so emphatic on how dead it was, which is just a term for how it sounds. That at that time, I'm like, no one ever meets this nerdness of music with me. (laughs) And I'm like, those are the smallest details that actually matter, though, just because dynamics and sound and a lot of people who take music as only consumption. Don't realize how painstaking it is to choose the sounds for what because they emote in different ways and such
1: absolutely i think when people talk about having your own voice there's like one step is like finding your own voice in terms of what you play on the instrument but the other half is the voice of your instrument itself you know symbols are an incredibly personal sound especially it doesn't matter which one you buy they all sound different they're they're handmade most of the time and so they have a really personal sound and that Symbol at that time yeah. was like exactly
0: what was in my brain. Mm-hmm. I
1: remember it just like it was like, oh my god, this one, this is the one. I sold that
0: symbol now, but <laughs> at the time, I'm it assuming was the you one. replaced it with something that even more calls you at right now. Right,
1: yeah. and it will keep being replaced by something that calls me more, and whatever mm-hmm. it is, you know, it's whatever yeah. I feel in the moment. I definitely right now I love minor symbols. I'm like obsessed with minor symbols, so they're German? the Byzance right? Man, I don't even know, bro. They might be German, I guess. I
0: think, because you know you hear Zildjian and, and Sabian and then you think that's the entire pie. Most, oh, most drummers. Will, I mean, right. I, I,
1: I like, all, all cymbal companies make good cymbals, mm-hmm. but like, you know, to use the same thing as before, like, Meinl just has that personal touch to me. It just sounds like me. Yeah.
0: You know, and it lets me play the ideas that I have in my head. So, I was um, just thinking about all the times that we've played together in a room and just to see I, it's an honor just to just to play alongside you with anything because i feel like you can only measure your musicianship skill based upon like who wants to share it with you at certain points right and certainly like you the longer you play your instrument the more you, re- you revisit how you think of it and now I'm understanding, like, wait a minute. I'm on, just like we were talking about the low end side before. I'm, like, on the rhythmic side of guitar. I don't feel like I need to express myself with a million notes. But can I write the right thing is now my concern. Now that I, I was listening to your, your Electric Kiff project, and there were some moments that I heard there where I was, like, it was on Knives, the first Knives one. Knives In? Yeah, Knives In. Um, and I'm forgetting. So the, there's like there's a six minute track underneath there that has a cool metal like hard rock breakdown ish. I forget the name.
1: Maybe LMR. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
0: And I I hear all it's like this... three years
1: old already. I'm forgetting the whole track. No, I don't even blame you. I don't even blame you. <laughs> Which but... by the way, new record out
0: in like two months, and that shit's right up your alley, bro. I can't wait for you to hear that. Oh my lantern. We'll talk about that in another oh. segment. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I I've always admired how you you were, as long as it's good, is always a musician rule for me. And I'm hearing your entire, the entire project I revisited from like the first time it came out and I'm like, okay, I see how he enjoys this. Tell me why you chose an instrumental project to kind of be your primary focus.
1: That's a good question. I don't think I really chose it from the beginning. Uh, basically like, you know, I, I was playing with that band artificial and I still do just play a little bit less, but, uh those guys, um, do you know Digo and Eric? You've met them, right? I made
0: know them by face. <laughs> yeah,
1: Digo is a bass player and, and Eric is a guitar player. They, they just called me to play one gig and we had a lot of fun. So And then they had more gigs and we I kept playing. And then we met up a couple of times to just write stuff. It was never like a, a thing where I was like, I'm going to take this seriously. We're yeah. going to make a, a real serious band. It just kind of happened that way. And I think when Jason, when I got Jason into the band, then there was a moment where, like, we kind of wrote a song, and it was like really fucking good. And we we're like, okay, this song's good. We should, we should do this more, and we should kind of do it seriously because it's, it's really cool, and mm-hmm. we're having fun, and it's and people like it too. Yeah. As scary as a instrumental experimental quartet may be, yeah. Like, but it goes back to what I said before. Like, I really believe that if you make something genuine and good, mm-hmm. always and good. But if it's genuine, you know, what comes from from your heart creatively, I think there's millions of people out there that are down to hear it.
0: I, in hearing the music, um, I'm always going to listen to music like me, by the way. Like, I'm never going to hear music just to appease you just because you make it. Of course. Uh, and, the, 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 and it's the, not for everybody. The, yeah. The stuff that stuck out to me was you can tell that... Um, Like your guitar player has very non Western influences. He's Uh, French. Ha. That harkens back to the Gojira thing. Yep, yep. Ha ha. He's French. Why do I like all music that involves French people? (laughs) Why? uh, Revelation live on the pod. Um, I everything he was doing just didn't sound guitar y, which now that's what I'm into after playing for so long. I'm like, can you make a guitar not sound like one?
1: That's why he's the most badass. Like, he doesn't play like a guitar player. Like, I mean, I love guitar, yeah, and I love guitar players and all that, and I love rhythm guitar, which he's great at. But Eric has his own thing, first of all, he found his own voice, yeah, and that goes between. The tones and the pedals and the guitar and all that nerdy stuff, and as well as the way he plays. Yeah. And I think he's just, uh, he's got a, a really unique sound. He's
0: really, really soundscape cinematic kind of, it, kind of. Vibes. It felt like his guitar parts were breathing a lot and it didn't feel, you know what? It actually felt like a lot of the synth or keyboard stuff was kind of holding the textures of everything together. And I tried to to not listen to the drums because that would be like favoritism. Like I would feel like it wasn't, but it felt like every all the playing was just like it was. It was very cinematic. It was getting somewhere, but it wasn't making me uh but like that's that's the part you should listen to, which um, I hate. It's music.
1: so it's so great that you said that because that's literally how how we tried to create the music. People because people, especially in instrumental music, yeah, it's always like here's the solo. Here's the drum part. I Here's didn't the thing, hear right? any of that for there's the no, most part. There's, there's none of that. In fact, on our, on our new record, which we're talking about in this segment, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's like no solos. Barely. There's maybe two solos and they're very, very small. They're not even... Yeah. They're like a pop solo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a, a four bridge carryover. over. Yes. Exactly. It's not even like an actual solo. And because that's what we enjoy. Like that kind of cinematic, like create moments. Mm-hmm. Obviously good melodies, you know, but create the moments and build... Build as a unit, as opposed to like, all right, this section is gonna build. Just have the drummer open the hi hats and start crashing a bunch. You know what I mean? That's one. That's one person building. Yeah. That's not a band building. Yeah. So instead, how do we build together? How can we build with me keeping my hi hats closed and without hitting the crash? Because yeah. that's possible. You have three other people in the band with the capability of building a, a building dynamic. Yeah. So and I I'm, I'm sensitive to that because I'm a drummer and that's always the easy way.
0: Yeah. Oh, but, you bring but, it down. but to even to dismiss you as a drummer only, it's not true because you've you still play other instruments and you understand melodic senses. You sing as well. And I don't know if you, you do it in in the group, but I know you're such not a well rounded. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're such a well rounded musician that you're you're like, nah, this pie don't feel right, which I admire so much because a lot of people who want to be stuck in their instrumental corner and never get to grow like that. Well, I I appreciate that, and but that that definitely goes. For Eric, Jason, and Digo, too, and mm-hmm. that's
1: why it works. So, like I really feel like it's a band. It's definitely very much a band. In, in fact, a lot of people who us on tour always say, "You guys have such a band sound. Like we sound like like something like different as a unit. Yeah, as opposed to like any like four dudes
0: that just come to, and play together." it are are I'm not really familiar with the other guys as much, but would you say mu- their musical? Approaches and personalities mirror yours, or they're all just three different dudes who, which is we just make the, a good puzzle piece together.
1: Um, I it's both, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, I musically, we definitely share like all of our inspirations are pretty close to each other. Okay, there's a little bit more like with Eric and Digo, the guitar and bass player, mm-hmm. there's a little bit more of that, you know, Jimi Hendrix kind of thing, mm-hmm. which I, I love Jimi Hendrix too, and yeah. so does Jason. Um, where like, we're just maybe not as heavy as they were in the past on, on that kind of thing, but we, we love it. And we all like the same thing. We all love, like, the weird cinematic soundscape things, Radiohead, whatever, yeah. all, all, all the usual suspects. As personalities, we're all very different, but mm-hmm. different in a, in, a, in a really compatible way. So
0: we all make each other, like, crack up. Those guys are hilarious. Um, I think, uh, once you like, I've been working with these guys for the now almost six years. You just you, some people are just better than other things. We send geese our liaison. We send them in the wild. I'm like I don't leave the house because <laughs> uh, like we we always go like if you don't like goose, we don't like you because he's just so friendly, it's so amicable that like that's the person we've decided like if we need to do outside business, we should lead with him. Right. I, uh, Q takes back all of our audio engineering and all of our audio stuff. So he so he's our science for that. My job is to push the forward always, um, and it becomes like. It just becomes second nature to then like have those like personal divides after your instrumental ones right uh I know you got off a tour recently what was your you know your quick experience on on that how was that um well i I
1: had two different ones the first one was uh with the kif guys mm-hmm. uh, with with this other band called ghost note they they're seriously badass man they're insane um and that was badass they it's It's good to play with another band every night that's really killing so it's like kind of like an inspiration thing each night. And they're also like really cool people. So it was just, it was just a blast. And then the, the, the last one we just did was just us, except for one show opening for this band, uh, the, the Motet mm-hmm. uh, who were super nice guys and they sounded great. Uh, that was in Nashville. Those, those are like typical, you know, a lot of driving kind of thing. <laughs> Gas, oh, stations. Man. gas stations gas uh, stations
0: before we let's last though before we get on the music on the music tip we know musicians we know people but touring is his own individual monster and when i saw you at the gym you're like i'm glad i could not be in a car in just a very few amount of words touring life what did you learn what are you better now for, and what advice do you have for
1: anybody? Well, number one, it's the opposite of what everybody thinks it is. Everyone thinks it's like this glamorous, amazing thing. Every time I say I'm going on tour, people are like, "Wow!" And I'm like, well, wow!" For a little bit, but <laughs> but you want to be in a van for eight hours with other dudes, you know, that you've been around with every day for all the days, you know, and you know, constipated, you're eating Doritos. It's, it's not fun in, in many ways like, until you get on stage obviously then that's, yeah. that's when it's all cool but then that lasts an hour and a half and then you're back to you know the grind. so mm-hmm. that's what I would say but I'd also say if you are a live type of band, you need to do it. Unless you like to me it's it's not the smartest decision. If you are a live band again because it all depends. If it's more of a production thing or even pop, it doesn't matter that much, but if you're a live band, you need to do it because you can't just sit at home and hope that it you know luck strikes you. Go go out and, and get it. Go out and work for it, mm-hmm. and it's a grind. But it's you know that's if you want to do it or not. You you want you know you want to, your band to be successful. Go out and and tour, and that means playing in front of five people when you first start, because that'll happen. You go to Jersey like ain't nobody in Jersey knows you or wants to see you, but. Yeah. They will. Five more people will want to see you after that show.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Proving grounds. All right. Let's uh, let's take a break. uh, And uh, we'll come back. We'll need a refill on the wine. And we'll be right back. And we are back on the Bomb Pod. We took some time to listen to some rap drums. Look at some cool things going on in music now. I've realized that we're both probably like music futurists, right? We want it to sound great. And we don't care how it gets there. What are you liking right now in current pop? what are you liking right now like in 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 current like you know musical landscape what do you see is great and what do you see needs to
1: get out of here? ooh that's a hard question um well i don't i I don't know how much needs to actually get out of here because i'm i'm i think most stuff uh speaks to a certain certain people so let it, let them have it, you know. Not all of it speaks to me, that's for sure. True. So when I say get out of here, it can get out of here for me, but not necessarily out of here because a lot of people like it. What do I like right now? That's happening. Well, we were just talking about Anderson Pack. I love Anderson Pack. I think it's like exactly what I like. It has kind of that old school like West Coast uh, hip hop feel, which I love. Plus, it's very live, which I always like. Obviously, I mean, mm. again, I'm an instrumentalist, so this is just for me. It's very live, a lot of like real instrumentation, Um, and his lyrics are funny. (laughs) I like, I kind of like rap to be funny. Yeah, Uh, that's why I love Action Bronson. That guy cracks me up. Oh
0: shit! You're into Action? Oh yeah, he cracks me up, dude. Once you get past the whole thing that he sounds like Ghostface, yeah, he he does sound exactly. He he really is something different. I
1: didn't know you liked him, dude. A lyric in a song is, "I'm butt naked in a Lamborghini and motherfuckers can't see me." I mean, what? That I literally laughed out loud when I heard that. It, or I'm getting topped off in a front row of an opera. I'm like, all right, this guy's a le- this guy's a legend. What?
0: I just watched his cooking show. I know he's good. Oh, like, and, I and, love... and his cooking shows are amazing. That show. It's it's the least political thing on Vice. Let me tell you. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. It's yeah. like a, it's like leave it to like Vi- to Vice to leave something just the like, guys. We all enjoy food. This has nothing to do with anything else.
1: Talk, talk about making a dream come true. That dude just decided he was rapping for fun. And then on the side, he's like, you know what? I'm going to make a show about the ancient aliens. You see that? They, it's just He gets with his friends. They watch ancient aliens together. And they get really high.
0: That's that the like show. A, that sounds like a great premise. It's,
1: that's, that's the show. There's nothing to it. And you literally watch them watching ancient aliens. It's a green screen where you see the yeah. ancient aliens. And they're in front of it watching it. Yeah. Getting high as fuck. I mean, half the time they fall asleep. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And then the cooking shows is not even that serious, too. It's like he's just like, all right, let's go to France and eat some cheese. And drink I love, some wine. I,
0: I, there isn't, my favorite episode of his is when they, he goes, it's a whole episode about truffle. And I learned about truffle. Oh, yeah. I and that. I also learned how expensive truffle yeah. can be. And I, I have an appreciation for anybody who wants to experience. Spend money on on their passion, especially when it's big money. And watching him talk about the importance of truffle is what hooked me on the show. <laughs> Nothing else. Interesting. He had some older white lady on it, and like, and she was like, she knew about truffle, and they were talking about, like, man, I don't even know what this is. It. I'm just, I'm just too broke truffle. for it. <laughs> I love truffle. Did
1: I you... mean, I, I, I just. What hooked me was just he, the dude. I just find the dude hilarious. He cracks me up, and he enjoys food the same way I do. Like he'll drink, like he'll go to France and drink the fanciest wine. And this guy's telling him, "Oh, this wine is from these barrel, these old, fermented." And he's like, "Shit, tastes like fucking strawberries, you know? It tastes like fruit roll-up." And I'm <laughs> like, I'm like, dude, that's so, so ignorant and some so New York City dude and right? so it's like amazing. The you, dude just told wino this wino that it tastes like fruit roll-up. I well, mean, come on.
0: And, and what is the wino's face like? I, well, the wino's <laughs> face
1: was like, oh, yeah, I could see, I could see, you know? He's
0: like, I'm on TV, I'm going to play nice. Exactly. Have you, have you seen 2 Chainz's show, a like, real expensive shit? No, I haven't. I'll check it out. Okay, huh? so it's Imagine Action, it's an action Bronson premise, it's a rapper doing whatever he wants, but 2 Chains, he's going around sampling the, just the most expensive shit. So there's one episode that he smokes like the most expensive weed. One episode he gets the most expensive sunglasses. The other one he gets the most expensive coffee. And it's just two chains. That's pretty funny. Doing what two chains does as a as because like yeah yeah because the shit he would have done even not on a TV show probably <laughs> yeah which so now it's just just so based around his very high end taste and what he perceives and it's funny they they went to like a a, a restaurant in New York. Eat some expensive steak in a giant private old steakhouse. He eats. He's like, man, this just tastes like something in Atlanta. And you're like, just like that with the Adirondack thing. You're like, oh. this guy's like, it's like Kobe beef imported from so and so. <laughs> that the Alabama's around the corner that tastes like that. What do you do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. What are you gonna do?
1: Um, but I love that. It's more honest. I mean, by by him. I'm but
0: mean. you have a since you've been touring. That means you got the expertise on the food game. What's real in the food? what I've never been to some of the places you've been to who's got the real food? like legit Ooh. well, a lot of places got the real food depends
1: on what what barbecue. Food you talk about. Goose and I fight Ooh. about barbecue all day. Man I almost like this is dangerous to say out loud because all the other states will kill me.
0: gonna have to get real.
1: but I've done I've done the North Carolina barbecue. Mm-hmm. I've done the Kansas City barbecue. Yeah. I've done the Texas barbecue. Um, I kind of like Kansas City the best. <gasps> though. I'm
0: Which gonna give, People uh,
1: will get so mad at me from the other places, but that's kind of the truth. I want to give me, a shout out
0: to Classic because he was on my podcast a couple of days ago. He's a Kansas City Cheese fan. Like, oh, he, there we fli- go. he flies out to right, go so see them. Knows, and he told me, like, when they tailgate, like, he's like, these guys outside the stadium are cooking better things that restaurants have. And now you reaffirm me this with Kansas City barbecue. I'm telling you, it's it's good. Like, and the Texas thing is good.
1: Like, at least in Dallas, it was like this. It, it's more like uh, less saucy and more like dry rub thing, yeah. which is which I, I I mean, dude, it's all good though. Yeah, I, I'll eat the Texas barbecue any day, and I'll eat the North Carolina barbecue any day too. That's like a vinegar based barbecue sauce. Okay, kind of so now we're getting technical. Thank you. You know, just so you know, but it's all of it is dope. But I I don't know the Kansas City
0: one just really. Whew. I told Goose because his argument. I'm like, what's the best American cuisine? Period. And I told my opinion is Jewish deli food from New York That's is unfuckwittable. Answer. That's good. You can only get it like pretty much in one region, and if you eat like a Lox bagel in New York City, you it's just it's just uncomparable elsewhere. And he his reply is like, no, barbecue is the best. I was like, okay. Both are Why? acceptable answers, though. You know I mean? It is acceptable. acceptable. It's just, a, you know, you know, a bandmate argument. But yeah, he of never course. dived deep as you did. Because now I'm like, wait a minute, North Carolina, Kansas City. He just goes to Austin because his friend lives in, in Austin and tells me that Texas has good barbecue. And I'm like, that's not enough evidence. Yeah. But now you're dividing it into three regions. And now I'm just like, okay, we're on to something. I'm getting intrigued. Maybe yeah, I am the, It's wrong. all about
1: the dry rub versus the saucy wetness versus is it vinegar or is it... Uh, <sighs> You know, uh, thick sauce base. Yeah. What do they make that out of? I don't even know. You know see, the more, the like, more wet one, like yeah. the, the vinegar ones are literally like, it looks like a little liquid. Mm-hmm. Whereas like a normal barbecue sauce that you you be used to is more like ketchup. You know? Yeah. Ketchup based. That's yeah. How based.
0: Duh. I Anyways. can't believe you finally. Okay. So when Goose listens to this, he, he now is going to give leverage on this argument that we've had about food. It's been like almost like five, six years that I just won't live it down. Because you go to Shorties here, you're like, "Well, that's barbecue." And he's like, "No, it's not." No, no and now with your expertise, now I definitely not be needing trash.
1: I mean, it's I mean, it's 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 um, I'll still eat Shorties. It's tasty. Yeah. But it's you can, it's not, you know, it's it's different than going to Texas or or, or, yeah. or any of these places. Like where they, they there's a whole process to doing it in a crazy way.
0: Yeah, so you you've invested hardcore. What's your favorite dish in, in in like a Kansas City barbecue style? Are you into brisket? brisket. Are you into rib? Brisket. Brisket. All We're day. talking.
1: Brisket all day. I'm not really, I, I mean, I like all of it, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. I'm not the biggest pulled pork person. Um, And ribs, I, the only ribs I really like is baby back. And that's not something you would get at a, at a barbecue spot. That's Flanagan's, so. bro. Exactly. You know <laughs> what I mean? Exactly. So I, I don't know. Ribs aren't really for me. I, I like that brisket, man. Slow-cooked. Oh,
0: I remember slow cooked. at one of my jobs, I had this lady who, for like Thanksgiving dinner, decided to bring brisket. So, like, older white lady. Sure enough, no one wanted to try it. And I, and I was like, let me, let me see what you got. Oh, my gosh. It was like 18 hours slow-cooked. Mm-hmm. I lost my mind. I oh, was it's like, the best. It's, it's Melts so, in
1: your mouth. Ah, so, so, but by so, the way, this is American cuisine, which is like... Not even in the top five of my list of cuisines. If we're talking about the world, we're diving in now. We got, I'm just letting you know, like, we could talk about American cuisine, but like, basically, it's like, oh, you got barbecue, yeah, you got Jewish deli, you got burgers and fried bar food, Tex Mex, maybe, Tex Mex, maybe, but that's not even yours, It's It's, it's Mexican, really.
0: There was a war of eighteen twelve. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> what, I don't know what that war was when we fought Mexico, but we decided I mean, we're gonna go with Tex Mex. I, I guess we'll take half, a, half, yeah, credit half credit for that.
1: But but either way, that's all you got, bro. Like you want to talk about world food? That's
0: now you're talking, dude. All right, so dive in. So what what do we not know as as Americans? You don't net, You don't really know what good food is outside the United States unless you get there. So what have you had? What do you? What's the level? give me the top three. Spare me the, the bottom. Well, okay. I'll tell
1: you the, the top three for me. Oof. I hope I don't mess this up. But off the top of my head, after a couple of glasses of wine, mm-hmm. I'll say, in no order. These are not in order. Facts. Go okay. ahead. Middle Eastern. Um, Vietnamese. Never had. Ooh man. You must. You, you must. You, you must, must show bro. me. We'll get it's into so that. It's so good. You're going to have some pho. I don't... Oh. It's like it's it's the closest thing would be ramen. Yeah, like the, it's like a soup based noodle thing. Yeah,
0: but it's it's less uh, uh, less hearty. Great that you mentioned that. I had a fight with Sergi once. This is like a couple weeks ago. We went to ramen? we went to Moshi Moshi. Oh yeah, yeah, and we took it to go. Or it was a long night. And I get here at the same computer you see, and I have two plastic containers, and I'm like, wait a minute, I gotta put this shit together. And it was then where I realized like. This is soup. This <laughs> isn't ramen. And so I kind of like, kind of like, got like, you know, got a little heated. Then I'm like, I'm preparing a soup drunk off my ass at three in the yeah, morning. Yeah, of course. What's the, so Vietnamese? You remind me. Mediterranean. Uh, I had zuke yesterday just for lunch. I mean, well, dude, the Mediterranean is so it. good, dude. So and colorful. there's so many
1: different things like that are that are like really different from each other. You know, from yeah. from like falafel. You know, to shawarmas,
0: you know. dude. I've had, I had a, a tabbouleh, even a Greek, even the greens Wait, are right. Isn't that like Greek yogurt? It's like Greek lemon yogurt. Oh, it's so good. You know? No, no. Tabbouleh is the, the greens. Tabbouleh is like the salad. You're okay. talking about
1: t- tz- tzatziki yeah, or thing. tahini. Yeah. The sauces that are yogurt based are delicious. That's mm-hmm. the other thing. I, I am not a mayonnaise person, bro. And every sauce always uses mayonnaise as a, as a base because it's easy to make a sauce. Yeah. So when I find a sauce like these Mediterranean sauces they use instead of yogurt, I'm like, oh yeah, get in my life. What's or barbecue that? sauce. That's why I like barbecue sauces so much, because mm-hmm.
0: they don't, you know, or at least the liquidy ones. Yeah. Vinegar based. What do you what's the next one? What's the what rounds up the top three? Whew. Um there's a lot of choices for this third
1: one. But I guess maybe we'll go with a common answer here in in italian
0: i i finally discovered italian made pasta and it changed my life dude there's a difference
1: i got i got i got a little come up for you right here for the for the for the broke our our, our broke crew yeah this place called macchiolani's i'm probably messing that name up if you're ever on a beach on a thursday This place is, like, mad fancy and mad expensive, so I would never go there. But on Thursdays, they got $10 pastas. Dude. Insane. And legit Italian way. So that's the other thing. Americans kind of fuck up the pastas because they – well, at least when I was there. I wasn't there for that long. But when I was there, it's all simple. They don't do too much to the pasta. It's very simple. It's just about how the pasta is cooked and season it with the right proportions. But it's very simple. There's literally a pasta that's pepper. Butter and salt. Yeah. And that's it. But it's the way that it's
0: prepared that makes it special. And this spot does it. You get ten dollars on a Thursday. Are you kidding me? There's um I nerded out and I learned that um, due to FDA approval and a whole bunch of reasons, the way that pasta is made in Italy, we can't eat in the United States, quote unquote. But the way I got into this research was because I was searching for like carbs for research, realizing that. You don't see, f- like, f- fat Italians who eat pasta every day. So, just because how they prepare food, it doesn't hit them as much as, like, American pasta, where it's, like, that Garden like, giant platter of fucking carbs. I hate all They don't that. eat that shit. Oh, it's no. It's not the same. No, it's We've not We've been the lied sa- to here. Dude, it's not the same at all. It's
1: so different. Um... And that's not even, I'm not even necessarily hating on American pasta because there's some American pastas that, that are tasty and I like it. I mean, they're real heavy, though. Heavy. They always put me to sleep. Heavy is huge. I had a pasta today and that shit put me down. And I also
0: love how much bread they eat over there because I, I love bread. <laughs> they just eat bread with everything. I love it. Dude, we're getting hungry, so we're going to take a break. We're gonna <laughs> We're going to take a couple minutes so we can either stop thinking about food or eat. We'll be right back.
1: Maybe we'll prepare.
0: I know. <laughs> all right. So we're back. Um, Romano, I'm so happy you, you've done this for me. I appreciate your time. I know you're a busy man. You will be on tour with Electric Hif. Yes. Um, just tell the people when so that we can find you. Where can we find your stuff?
1: Uh, all digital platforms. If you want a physical copy, you can buy it off uh, the website, uh, electrickiff.com. Uh, but basically every, every, every platform that exists, you'll find it. Spotify,
0: out Apple Music, blah, uh, yep,
1: yep. blah, 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 blah. iTunes, uh, Amazon, you know.
0: So I know you drum. I know you're a musician. But one thing that one of my other favorite uh, life ex, uh, experiences with you is playing FIFA and beating yeah. you at the last moments of physical time. Oh, I know. We're, we're going to need a rematch, son. I know that you hate Gilardino with a passion oh. and you don't understand why I had. You got me magic. all up to my feelings. I was very
1: salty. Yes. I so still I,
0: am. I, I still am a little salty about that. Actually. Um, anytime. Damn you me. know, I have a PlayStation here with two sticks. Anytime you want it. But I know that you're super competitive. I'm de- definitely. What else do you do? What else keeps you sane besides being on the drum set? Man, this is some old man
1: answers I'm about to give you, bro. Give it to them. Reading. I, oh, read. I told you, bro. There's an old man The answer. first I, one was reading. I like to read, man. I read a lot of books. Um, when I have time, I, I, I try to play video games. It's I go through phases. Sometimes I get to play and, and I have, like, for, for example, right now I haven't played it in, in a long time, yeah. months. But... Um and maybe just uh physical physical activity because I, I I don't like to be too slothy around I, I feel it in my day-to-day when I'm like that. So I just like to whether it's like a gym thing or just go out and play some sport. Basically that's it. I know it's a boring old man answer, but that's me, bro. <laughs> I, I love it because wine
0: and books. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking like when you're on tour, you traveling through time zones and you have to find a way to make yourself sane. And the three answers you gave are literally things you can do everywhere. <laughs> oh
1: man, it and it's it's vital, dude, cuz I've done tours where I don't do that. I don't move around, which is very easy to do when you're on tour cuz like again, you're in a van. You know, you have to really actively seek that out. And like, you know, eat shitty, not be active, not stimulate your brain in any way with like books or podcasts or whatever. However you do that. Yeah. It's like you. I get back home and I literally feel like a walking gelatin. I'm like brain dead and and slow moving. Maple syrup blood, you know.
0: Oh man, maple syrup blood sounds like the title of his episode. Oh, and no oh, one's gonna, go. <laughs> no one's gonna understand why. And I hope they're gonna be like, what maple syrup blood with armando? It sounds Lopez. real metal, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna thank you so much for. For coming here. For indulging my insanity with a podcast. Dude, are you
1: kidding me out of bless bro? Thanks for having me. Thanks for the wine, bro. It was fun, man.
0: Um, just one last thing. Before you, you know, you're done drumming... And you want to move on to next things. What do you What do you see happening post drum life? Is there a post drum life for well, first,
1: first answer: There's no post drum life. That's right. for sure. This is to to, to I, I don't know, literally...
0: man. Neil stopped playing. Neil Peart just said, "I'm done." That's true. But goes, then he changed it's... his mind and he started playing again. Damn, he did. <laughs> yeah, <he> did. <laughs> Shit. Didn't <laughs> keep up with and the literature. Uh, you
1: see, that's that's <laughs> the thing. Uh, no, there's there's no there's no not playing that's for sure. okay. I mean obviously I can't predict the future, but right now like there's, there's literally just no chance. Um, but that doesn't mean that I won't do other things. Mm-hmm. So all right, music in general is what I'm into so I'll create if that means playing drums or not. okay production or whatever I'm cool with it or playing other instruments. Or anything that's art, like for example, my you know my girl does is, is in film school. I've been helping her do a bunch of film stuff. So technically, I've been into film. <laughs> oh man! You know, I helped her write. I helped her you know like put together her short films and stuff like that. And I kind of enjoy it. I mean, it's not something I, I would dedicate my life to, but it's cool. And so it's another hard.
0: way of expressing yourself. It's definitely since I do a lot of the video work for for DemiGod. I do basically all of it. So I'm like. I had to learn behind-the-camera stuff. It opened up a creative realm for me that I didn't envision. And I love when the guys like shoot me a stupid idea. I'm like, can you do this to do this? And I'll be like, yeah. And then it gets done in 20 minutes. Like, yeah, man. It's the ultimate satisfaction. Well, that's
1: I, that's the cool part about like I, I think artistic people will, will enjoy most outlets. I mean, maybe not most outlets if they're, it's a full-time thing. Yeah. But usually creative people will kind of... Have fun with anything. So I, you know, I have fun when when I work on those things, and I'm sure you have fun when you when you make these visual things, even though that's not like technically what you want to do full time only, you know? Yeah, but it's just part of the it's part of the world of the of the thing, you know?
0: That's true. So um, we're gonna get off this bomb pod. Thank Armando for being here. Please check out Electric Kiff. They're gonna be on tour. Plus, everything is on iTunes, Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music. Yep. And I'm going to show Armando the latest Demingon Collective commercial that I did that hasn't been on any vlog yet. Oh, shit. So, peace out, guys, and thank you.